0: Welcome to the live to shoot Podcast. My name is Jeff Dowdle and I have been a licensed firearm dealer for the last 14 years. In this podcast, we talk about all things related to the Second Amendment as well as my throwing a sports story, something going on in my life or something going on in the uh, uh, current news of the day. So welcome, welcome, welcome. It is the 21st of January and I am here at home and it is cold outside. We are in Texas and it's, it is cold, so we are It's in the 30s, so that is cold for Texas. And, you know, I mentioned, you know, the intro talking about sports. I don't want to talk about the Cowboys. That is a very sore subject around here. I am a diehard Cowboy fan and. It has been, it is tough. The, the last many, many years have been very tough. So we're just going to move on from that. So this week, when I was thinking about what I want to talk about, I, I started thinking about the last couple of years, 2020, 2021, and now moving into 2022. And it's been tough. You know, every, I think everybody would agree that it has been very, very tough all the way from coronavirus to a very uh challenging election, to the economy, presidency that I think has is overstepping and is a regime and is out of control, and many, many other factors. And I look back and I think, what can we take from this? And when I look at me personally, I, I do realize my eyes have been opened up to a, a variety of different things. First, we'll talk about the medical community. I have taken in now that, you know, I've got to do my own research. I have cannot just rely on what doctors are telling me. I need to go out and do my own research because I, I, I really believe that while they might have our best interest at heart, they aren't always giving us the best information. And I'm not going to get into all the vaccines and, and all that, but just let me, you know, be, be clear. I, I don't think. The medical community and our government has been honest with us about this virus, about the vaccines, about what we could do about it. I think we could have taken an entirely different approach. But the other thing I realized is, is the, the pure wisdom that our forefathers had at the time and, and how they constructed the constitution and this, this government that that they this experimental government that they that they put into place but where their wisdom really shines is is when they you really look at how they they identified the need for decentralization and i think that comes from the fact that they did not want to be ruled by a monarch they did not want to be ruled by one person that could at a whim Control every everything that they did, and so they looked at ways to spread that that authority and that power around. So you just look at our our branches of government to begin with, right? And that we've got the the Congress writing the laws, and the the, the judicial interpreting them, and the administration in terms of actually administering and and putting those things in place. And not one, one can overstep the other without oversight by one of the other parties. Now, we can argue that they've all kind of overstepped their bounds in a variety of different areas, but ultimately that spreading out of authority was very, uh, wise. But to me, the ultimate wisdom they, they came up with is, is really pushing the majority of the powers down to the state and, and and decentralizing all of that across at that time 13 states 13 colonies and now we've got 50 states that all can approach different issues in their own way and when you look at the coronavirus and the way each of the different states reacted you can see there is a totally different approach and in some cases i think some made good decisions in other cases others made made poor decisions, but you're allowing those states and those citizens really to have more of an impact in terms of of what is going on in their lives i've talked to people that are in europe um, in England Australia, for example, and their frustration with the the things going on in their government and the uh, power that they have and that they how they they really admire. What the United States has in that, hey, if you're not happy with what's going on in California, you can move and go to a different state. Now, some of that people – that's not an immediate option, but it is an option. And you can come to Texas and and live under a, a different a type of laws and a different approach to government. So we have that ability. And I think – that founding fathers were very wise about that. And that, you know, you've seen a lot of our conflict is when the government continues to try and overstep the bounds of the the states. And I think with the election and the and the and the pandemic, the states realized what power they had and i now realize what power they have and the power of the state and the and the importance of our our state elected officials honestly whenever i would go to the ballot you know I, I didn't think much about those i was worried about the big boys the, you know our congressmen our senators our the president but uh now take into much more account those people much closer to the to the to the people in our state and local offices, because those are extremely important. So what's this have to do with the Second Amendment? Well, the Second Amendment, I think, is the ultimate in decentralization and the uh, fact that they, they spread the resistance to the people. And in terms of allowing them to have firearms for, for defend themselves. And when you, you know, you talk about the, the oath that our military and even our elected officials say that they're going to defend the constitution against foreign and domestic enemies. And that means that, you know, that there could potentially be times when the, the enemy is here locally amongst us. Now we don't want ever to come to that, but the fact that the forefathers were wise enough to say we need to keep the citizenry, armed and able to protect themselves, ultimately have the ability to overthrow. But that Second Amendment, that ability, that decentralization of, of firepower, decentralization of of arms through the citizenry, gives us so much power and so much authority over our lives and how we conduct our lives. And you know, I, I really came to this conclusion, you know, over the last year, whenever we started printing money, I I started getting into and looking at digital asset world, crypto, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin. And, you know, Bitcoin is an amazing asset. It is it, it's so key to because it is decentralized. And whenever I saw our government just printing dollars after dollars. And I'll go and I look at Bitcoin and there's, there's no power, no central person in charge of Bitcoin. They can't go out and print more money. It's not, you can't control it that way. It's, all the the oversight is, is is spread across the different nodes of, of the network and you know you look at the different cryptocurrencies and you you look some are more central decentralized than others but that whole idea of not having a central Facebook or a Google in charge of everything and and you start looking you know and, you know trying to find that alternate economy and you know one area I've gone out to is, is using the brave browser so that my information is not getting sold and captured from other people. Presearch.org, I'm just going to tell you, is a search engine that's a decentralized blockchain search engine that you, know, you can actually earn earn um, the coin pre. And the same with the Brave browser, you can earn the, the basic attention token. You can earn some passive income, not much, but it, it can build in terms of Using those products and I highly encourage you and I'll put a link to the pre search org where if you get it, you can get $25 in pre and I'll get $25 in, uh, 25 pre coins in the, in the link and you can use it. But I've been using that and accumulating pre. And again, it's completely decentralized. Nobody knows that the, my data is not stored anywhere of what I'm searching for, but. That power of decentralizing all the factors in our life. You know, one, it, you know, it slows down the decision making. It makes things much more prudent when you have to look across different areas. And that's what our forefathers wanted. They wanted, they wanted us to have a slow moving government. They really didn't want us running out and just going fast and breaking things. They wanted it to be very methodical and. You know, when you look at what the, they're trying to do with the the filibuster, the filibuster was put in place to slow things down. That decision making by the the Senate, all these different things, are meant to slow things down and and help protect all these other rights that we have. So when I look at the last year or the last two years, I, I've I've learned some things, and I think that's important. And I hope we all have learned things. And one, the big thing I learned is our Second Amendment is vitally important to our, our survival as a country. And we have to keep defending it. We have to protect our local rights around that, decentralizing all different decision making, spreading it out, not getting away from big tech and big pharma, doing your own research and thinking like yourself, thinking on your own. Those are some important things. So. I'm going to encourage you, the one thing, one, again, continue to fight for the Second Amendment, but look, start looking into some some of the crypto uh, assets, and particularly Bitcoin. And today's a rough day for Bitcoin, but it, it, is, it is not about today with Bitcoin. It is about five, 10 years from now. And and believe me, I'm a believer in it. And if you'd start doing your own research, you will find how it can change your life, the lives of many other people it's changing lives in other countries it's it's giving the unbanked an opportunity to Be banked. There's a lot of big benefits of towards Bitcoin and a lot of these other crypto projects that are out there that can change the world. And so I encourage you to do that. And I encourage you along with that, protecting our second amendment. Let's continue to fight for our freedom and keep this country as great as it's always been. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you taking the time. I hope this just, you know, gave you a little encouragement, a little few things to think about today. And I will be talking to you again later.